That's right. The champ is here. Loved by many, hated by few, respected by all. With second to none, second to none. The best radio podcast show from Como to the Congo. If you're in Fort Worth, you know where Como's at. If you're part of the world, which clearly you are, because you're looking at us on Facebook, IG, and 49TV.com, you are able to see us here live, up close and personal. The CNN way, the Commission Nation Network way, uh, Commission Nation Network way, uh, CNN, because we're always in your hood because we never left it. You know, we're not like those other guys. We never left the hood. The hood is always here with us. And this is why we're here. We're talking about Oak Cliff. That's my hood. And I'm here with Mr. Greg Hasty. Greg, what's going on, man? Not a lot. No. A lot, I guess, tonight because we're talking about Oak Cliff. There's a lot to discuss and so many important things that a lot of people don't know that I think should know. All right. Now, now you're doing a book, I understand. Now, a book or a movie? What, what, what exactly are you doing? Yes, it is a book. There hasn't been a book written on Oak Cliff in about 20 years. So this one covers a lot of the current things that have happened in Oak Cliff, plus I think it uncovers a lot of the history that has been overlooked so far. Okay, now tell us about Oak Cliff and, and why you decided to write about Oak Cliff. Well, I'm a fifth generation native of Oak Cliff, and uh, after I went to school, college, I really never went back until I retired. Then I started doing some work in the, in the city and looking around, and there was so much to see and so much to learn and the history just unfolded in front of my eyes. So there was so much to write about, and I don't think I've covered probably half of it, but there's just a lot of good information that people need to know about Oak Cliff that may be a mystery still. A mystery. Now, Oak Cliff appears to be the, the stepchild, if you will, of, of, of Dallas, you mm -hmm. know, and, and you say you, you grew up in Oak Cliff, right? That's correct. Where'd you go to school at? I went to uh, Jefferson Davis Elementary. Uh oh, that ain't good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Barbara Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Is that better? Okay, that's better. That's better. All right, good. <laughs> good. Uh, and then I went to John W. Carpenter Elementary, okay. W. H. Atwell, and David W. Carter. Oh well, that's two of my schools. That's right. Uh, Atwell and, and and Carter. That's right. So yeah, okay. Uh, now you you're a Carter cowboy. I'm huh? a Carter cowboy, and I don't know if the camera can pick this up, but I wanted to bring this for Ed. It's a little lapel pin with a cowboy. That's Rowdy, our mascot. I can't pick it up. They can't pick it up, but man, I'm impressed. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. That's compliments it. of the Carter Alumni Association. Okay, good, 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 good. Oh, Rowdy. Okay. So, what year you finished Carter? 70. 70. Mm -hmm. We are 10 years apart. That's I right. finished in 80. Yes. In 80. What was the school like in 70? You know, it was uh, not very populated. It was the biggest school in Dallas before Skyline was built. And uh, we didn't even have enough students to fill up the school. The third floor was totally empty. So they finally brought an elementary school in there to put on really? the third floor just so it would be full. And uh, it was a small class. We had about 250. So you went to school with elementary school students mm -hmm. at Carter? At Carter, yes, yes. They kind of kept us separated. Well, of course they would. <laughs> would. Like, wow, that's 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 bizarre. But go ahead. But the fact that it was a small class, uh, you got to know everybody. Plus, you had opportunity to play sports and 
you know, participate in different activities, which you might not be able to do at a larger school. So I thought that was good. Now, was Kimball built at that time? Was it? Was yes. It? Kimball was uh, probably 17, 15, 17 years before Carter, and they had like 600 in their class. So that shows you the difference. We were about a third the size of Kimball. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask the most obvious question mm-hmm. since you're here and I'm here. Did they have any black people at? at no. No. There was one at Atwell. That was one at Atwell. And he was bust. Wait a minute. He was one at Atwell and he was bust in 1970? He was bust in 68, 67 or 68. Huh. And uh, at Carter, there Now, you know, nine. anytime somebody go, huh, like that, they really thinking, you know. Yeah. They, they didn't form a <laughs> word. Did you? Huh. Or maybe he wasn't bust. Maybe he chose to attend. But I didn't think he lived close by, so that's why I'm assuming he was bust. Wow, and and at, 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 that was at Atwell, right? That was at Atwell. Yes. Now, what tell me about the Carter experience? It was, uh, I would say, predominantly white. There was a pretty good percentage of Mexican Americans. I would say maybe ten, fifteen percent. We had a few uh, Native American Indians, but a lot of country folks. Uh, it was farms out there. It was uh, cattle. It was really not very well developed at the time. So uh, you'd get this real pungent smell off the <laughs> off You still the got that smell. When <laughs> I was there in 1980, you still got You know smell. what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was still there. And we had no AC. So uh, you would get these smells, and then they'd do crop dusting. Yep. And you'd get those fumes coming through the windows. So it was, it was a unique experience. Yep. Now, my family moved in from uh, uh, one portion of Oak Cliff, uh, which is off of Illinois, and and uh, we moved from uh, Illinois over to Glen Oaks, mm-hmm. uh, which was Polk, the Polk area in Camp Wisdom, where, to be exact, it was Golden Trophy in, in uh, Polk. And uh, went to Atwell, and then uh, went to uh, Carter. And that smell was still there in, in 1977 <laughs> when I was there. You could still smell that smell and everything. Well, obviously, uh, I was there, and I wasn't bust. And we had black people there. Mm-hmm. We had white people there as well. Um, we got along fine. with no problems with me when I went to school. I, mm-hmm. I still uh, have uh, lots of friends that I uh, value our friendships, and our friendship is based on CC, too bad, too bold, not on color. So, it, uh, so I'm proud to say that as well. So that was a, a good experience for me being at Carter as well. But... You know, the school naturally has uh, transitioned as much as Oak Cliff has transitioned. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how Oak Cliff has transitioned. It has transitioned probably as much as any city you've ever seen. Uh, the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, it was a predominantly white uh, suburb, I guess you could call it. Uh, there were pockets of black families, and there were pockets of uh, Latinas, Latinos uh, in West Dallas and other areas. Uh, in the late 60s, early 70s, then you saw the big changes. Uh, you saw the white flight where a lot of the white people got spooked. Uh, they, they didn't want to mingle. They wanted to move out, uh, they, so they started moving to the suburbs. You saw them move to Duncanville, DeSoto, Red hey, That happened right there because I was at uh, Adele Turner. I went to school mm-hmm. at Adele Turner, too, because my family moved from uh, East Oak Cliff, lived uh, in Southern Oaks Apartments, uh, went to William Brown Miller Elementary, and then we uh, transferred over to uh, 
Adele Turner, and it was twenty, like twenty-one black kids in that school, and and I I was counting them one day, like one, two, three, four, okay, five, and uh, you know, my neighbors that I lived with uh, in the same neighborhood, we saw a whole bunch of for sale signs go up shortly after we moved in. And it was like, wow, we was happy. We was in the neighborhood. And one of the kids told me, he said, we're moving. I said, why? He said, because we're moving to a better neighborhood. I said, what's wrong with the neighborhood here? This is a good neighborhood. He never said the reason why. But I asked him where he was moving to. He said, Duncanville. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of the white people did was they just moved further south. And I want to make one thing really, uh, it's an interesting point where it wasn't all racism because the people moved obviously because of racism, mm -hmm. but there was an economic factor involved there. And I, I'd like for people to understand that people saw the value of their homes drop precipitously, like 40, 50% within a two year period. So a lot of times people would have to sell just to recover what they had in equity. I mean, it was, it was a really bad situation because uh, if they had just stayed there, the property values would have come back, but they were spooked. And of course, the real estate industry jumped on the bandwagon and tried to get people to sell. They encouraged people to sell. And so uh, it just turned out to be a nightmare for Oak Cliff and the neighborhoods that were once so nice. Yeah, well, that was a, an experience I definitely remember very well. Uh, I was 10, 11, 12 years old. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't concentrating on property values or anything like that. But they didn't drop that much for nobody to move. What it was was they just saw, they didn't see red, they saw black and they left. You know, but, you know, that's what, what it is. Now, your book, is it about black? Is it about white? Is it about red? What is your book about? It's not red, but it has a little red in it. Uh, of course, there was a big contingency of American, Native American Indians. I'm talking about what, the, the color, not the color line on that one. I'm talking more specifically. Is your book about black people? Is it about white people? What is it about? Oak Cliff. I, that's exactly what I was getting around to. But there sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it's, it's really about uh, the white uh, settlers that first started Oak Cliff. And then in the late, no, mid to late 1860s, you start to see the freedmen come in after the Civil War and emancipation happen. So the book kind of shifts at that point where it starts covering a lot of the black history. Because that, I made a point earlier that I didn't think that enough of the history had been told about certain areas of Dallas, and that's one of them. So I tried to cover uh, as much as I could with limited knowledge I have as a white person to the black culture and what was going on at that time. Okay. So it transitioned into more of a, a mixed society, and then we also covered the uh, Mexican-American uh, plight in West Dallas, along with the black uh, families in, in West Dallas. So it's, I tried to make it an equal representation of information given the limited resources that uh, black history has available. And that's a problem I continually ran into was and that's how you got a hold of me. That's one of the ways I got a hold of you. That's right. <laughs> I know you were the resource uh, of all. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So how did you get a hold of me anyway? I mean, we, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Like anything else, right? Yes, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. So uh, 10th Street. Mm -hmm. Tell me about 10th Street. 10th Street is a very interesting place because it sits in between the bottoms, or some people call it the bog. And then you've got uh, the more wealthy areas at the time called Beckley Hills and 
uh, the zoo area, uh, what was at one time called Hordes Ridge. And the 10th Street area is, uh, is pretty much famous for being an isolated enclave of black individuals. Uh, at the time, blacks could not eat at the white restaurants. They could not eat, they could not go to the movie theater other than the star. Uh, where, was it, where was the star at? It was on Show Hill, and I think it was on Moore Street for a while. Okay. And, th- and then it moved to 8th, I believe. Uh, so what happened is the black individuals, according to the history I've read, uh, became isolated, and they just worked within their their neighborhood. They didn't go out a lot because a lot of times it wasn't safe. Uh, but they had a couple of churches there, uh, Elizabeth Chapel, El Bethel, Baptist Church, and... Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the first I mentioned is is no longer there. They they raised that one, but El Which Bethel, one's, that's uh, Elizabeth Chapel. Elizabeth Chapel mm-hmm. was the first one that you mentioned. That's one of the first that that was founded by one of the Tenth Street pioneers. Yes. Now El Bethel, where's that at? It is on Tenth Street, ninth ninth or tenth, I believe it's ninth. Yes. Okay, and tell me about that church. That church is on its second iteration as far as buildings go. Uh, the first one kind of deteriorated, so they actually tore it down and they used mules to move some of the the, the big pieces, and then they rebuilt it uh, on the current site where it is now. Yeah, and uh, that's that church has been in existence now for how long now? Probably 80, 90 years. 89? Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, if it would have still remained it would be over 100 years old what happened to it uh it fell into disrepair and then uh, the tornado a tornado hurt uh the the roof uh the roof caved in i think there was a fire i don't know if the city condemned it but uh they eventually tore it down how long ago has that been not long i think it's been maybe 15 years something like that okay so a lot of uh, a lot of strange things are happening over in, mm-hmm. in 10th street yes Recently, it's like been like four houses that have burnt down within like several weeks. Like it's like, what is really going on there? Yeah, you wonder whether there's some opportunists trying to take advantage of of uh, the land and and the proximity to downtown and so forth. And uh, you hear the term slum clearance. You you, you don't know if that's factor, but uh, I know the residents that are still there are very wary of uh, gentrification and with this uh, Southern Gateway project that's mm-hmm. going on, a lot of people are worried about what it's going to do to their neighborhoods. So uh, I know there's concern on a lot of part, a lot of people's part. Well, that's, uh, that's something to behold on that. Now, 10th Street also uh, has had a lot of athletes there. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the athletes that, that were there. Yeah, there were, there were a lot, especially from Roosevelt. Uh, the ones I can mention off the top of my head are Ira Terrell, uh, who I played basketball against. You played, you played with Ira Terrell? Yes, or I hmm. tried to. Okay. <laughs> and let's Roosevelt see. High School. Yeah. Thank your pardon? Roosevelt High School. Roosevelt High School, yes. And uh, Robot, Roy Robot Martin. Yep, good friend of mine, too. He's been on this show as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was a famous track star there. Yeah. Of course, the coaches, I remember Ellis Davis. and uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember who else. I've got a list. You got a list? Yes, I do. Oh, and I also got an invitation for you, too. Uh, since that, Oh, folks, this is one of the rare times that we've actually had 
the guests on the right there beside us. So this, we're going to try this angle for a minute too. Uh, pastoral installation, uh, March 26, 2023. Uh, Slavosky Wright, Dr. Slavosky L. Wright, Sr. will be uh, uh, installed as, as the pastor of Greater L. Bethel. So I'm going to post that as well. So he invited me to, to his installation. So uh, you said this church has been around like over 100 years. So I got an invitation to, it, invitation to, uh, to attend the installation uh, uh, service. Okay. So you have a list, okay? I do. Uh, they, don't, they aren't by school, but I think some of these like uh, okay. John Jefferson maybe. Yep, Dave, John Jefferson. Don, Dave Stallworth. Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Uh, let's see, Wayman Bryant. Okay, Wayman Bryant, okay. And let's see if I've got any others. I don't think Lee Elder went to school there, no. but he was from that area, or at least had lived there. Uh, that's a few that I have that are, that are okay. from that area. So add a couple more on there. Rafer, uh, Rafer Johnson. Johnson. Mm -hmm. Now, Rafer Johnson, I want everyone that's listening right now to look him up. You know, you have a decathlon, you know, like the world's greatest athlete. Rayford Johnson was the world's greatest athlete in 1960 at the Rome Olympics. Uh, that was the same Olympics that Cassius Clay was in. Mm -hmm. But uh, Rayford Johnson's from Oak Cliff, Oak Cliff, Texas. Uh, and, uh, hey, that did great works over there. Who else you got? They're from other schools. Oh, other schools. Yeah. Name them. Uh, on, we've got on. Harvey Martin. and Harvey Martin, Oscar South Oak Rohn, Cliff. Oscar Rohn of South Oak Cliff. You got the Sasser brothers from Kimball. Right. AC Law from Kimball, I believe it was. Uh, let's see, Michael Williams. Michael Williams played basketball against him in my backyard. Oh, did you? Yep. Was he good then? He was good. <laughs> but you showed him. No, nah, I mean, I, you know, no, 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 he was good. Michael Williams story. Okay, here's the Michael Williams story. Michael Williams and and his family. and, and I, Okay, I'm going to tell you, this is two stories here. Uh, not a... a, a a fake story. I, I drop names here. Michael Williams' family was in the house. Daryl Jones' family was in the house. That's Mayor Ron Jones. That family was in the house. And uh, I'm leaving the name out. Uh, Craig Watkins. Craig Watkins. Craig Watkins' family was in the house. They, we were all in the house. That's the future DA. We were all over at, 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 at our our home, my home that I grew up in. And we was all at the backyard playing football, basketball, and all that kind of thing. So I get this challenge by this little young kid from Atwell, you know. Man, he thought he could play some ball. <laughs> Michael Williams. Michael Williams. Who is Michael Williams? Now, who is Michael Williams? <laughs> oh, Michael Williams can't play no ball against me. <laughs> so Michael, I said, go on out there, man, warm up. He said, I'm going to go out there and warm up first, and we're going to play. Start warming up. His father told him to concentrate on what? Free throws. This is Michael Williams that later gets in, in the, you know, Hall of Fame thing, you know, with free throws, not missing no free throws for like two, three years or something like this. So I watched him play basketball back there. He's sitting there. One go in. The other one go in. The other one go in. It's the backyard. Ten of them go in. Twelve of them go in. Thirteen go in. I didn't play ball with him that day. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I got other things my, my to do. My ankle's hurting. Uh, I yeah. got other things to do. So <laughs> I can say truthfully that Michael Williams never beat me in a basketball game. There you go. There you 
There you go. Because he never played me in a <laughs> basketball game. You know, it, 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 was, it, was, it was cool growing up. You know, it was cool. You know, uh, Since you mentioned basketball, what you got? can I bring this out? What you got? I'd like for you to have this. It's oh. got an Oak Cliff man on there, Dennis Rodman. It's like oh, when no. they were babies. I like they this. still like basketball. I like this. Thank you. You're very welcome. I like this. Mr. Barkley alongside. That's cool. I got a Dennis Rodman story. Oh, do you? Oh, but Dennis Rodman wasn't the best basketball player in his family. It was Devil Rodman. Is she in your book? No. Mm-mm. I saw her at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame last week. Uh, she was uh, uh, with Ferguson Jenkins. She was one of the uh, people that was assisting all of the people in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Very welcome. Yeah, Dennis uh, has quite a story in the book, and I'm still looking for a photo for him. Uh, that I can use. So, oh, but. so folks out there, if you have any photos of these people we're talking about, you know, send them our way. Get, get, you want photos? I definitely need photos, especially of the black neighborhoods. Uh, there's not a whole lot that I can find, at least at the library, or anything like that. So, if anybody has any photos of the Tenth Street area, the bottoms, uh, any any place Snow Cliff really that documents black history, I would love to have those. Okay. Okay. So you have Dennis Robin. You have the interesting Dennis Robin story you want to tell. And then after that, we'll go to, uh, we'll go to our first break, uh, music break. Go ahead. Uh, just uh, that he got involved in politics. Dennis Robin? Whether he wanted to or not when he went over to Korea. Oh, yeah. And uh, I thought that was a little bit strange, but that's documented in the book. And uh, I kind of left it as to what's he going to do next. We don't know. But you know it's going to be something interesting because Dennis Rodman's an interesting guy. Yep, he's always interesting. Uh, he's a good bowler, too. There's a bowling alley right across the freeway from us. I remember seeing Dennis uh, bowl right across the street from us where we're at now. So Dennis has always been uh, uh, a, 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 a good person, too. Not only that, you know, people have public images, but then you also have images of how they really are. As, as as individuals and I know a lot of uh, athletes as individuals and, and Dennis is not the Dennis Rodman that you see out there that's just a persona you know but thank you for the uh, oh you're welcome for the uh, uh, well for the picture the portrait I really do appreciate that I need to talk straight into the mic but I would just want to see it again like it's going to disappear but uh, you know what's not going to disappear is our love for music here on the Commission Radio Show. So we're going to play for a quick minute or two. We're going to roll into uh, T-Bone Walker, and then we're going to roll into, uh, you say, Adamson and and, uh, Roosevelt. That's those areas over there uh, in near East Oak Cliff, closest to the the Trinity River, right? Mm -hmm. So let's play some Yarborough and Peoples as well. So we're going to go ahead and mix that up. We're going to roll T-Bone into Yarborough and Peoples. We're going to see how this is going to work out. Thank you for tuning in, Commission Radio Show. If you're tuning in on Facebook Live, share it because, you know, this is uh, information that any and everyone can use. And uh, keep in mind that we do need your pictures. We want you to come back again. Hey, as a matter of fact, we want you to stay around for the next hour. So come on. Can you? Can you st- I'll stay as long as okay, I can. Okay. All right. Let's yes. go. Who was that masked man? You mean you don't know? That was no masked man. That was the commish. Saturdays from 5 to 6 p.m. on the Fishbowl Radio Network.
Dallas Fort Worth. All right. Don't stop the music. You know, y'all brown peoples are from Adamson and Roosevelt High School, respectfully. So, uh, you know, we're just playing some local music this time around. Uh, you know, uh, just thinking about what Oak Cliff is about and, and how this is happening here. Uh, I've been just mesmerized about uh, Oak Cliff all my life. First of all, by the fact that it was its own city at one point mm -hmm. in time. And, uh, you know, now it, it has like a second-class uh, look. And we want to make sure that people understand what Oak Cliff is about and, and also uh, create scholarship. And, and a lot of the scholarship that I've gotten from Oak Cliff is from uh, my research uh, from uh, Black Dallas, uh, remembering Black Dallas, and also the Dallas County Justice Initiative, and and uh, you know this is a book that came out uh, facing the rising sun, Freedman Cemetery, and I did a uh, thank you. I did a uh, presentation on it. Uh, let me move this out the way for a second there. Right. Move it out the way for a second. And I, I received a lot of a great information about Oak Cliff from that and, and from uh, the black community. That That's one of the things about uh, the southern sector. Southern sector is normally a euphemism mean, meaning uh, black and brown communities. That uh, we've had two Freedman's towns in the southern sector, the 10th Street and Joppy. You know. mm -hmm. So you have anything about Joppy in there? It crosses on the other side of 45, so technically it's technically not, no. not okay. part. But uh, William Brown Miller, who was the large landowner at that time, mm -hmm. is the one that deeded the land to his slaves to create Joppy. Ah, I see what he did. Yeah. He said, I don't want you nowhere around me. <laughs> I got <laughs> this over here. <laughs> so let me move you over there. I don't have to see you. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened, you know. And that's 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 ironic uh, that that happened and occurred is that um, 
I went to school at William Brown Miller, and and I was I was told I, I was told by Donald Payton that the school sets on William Brown Miller's apple orchard. And as a kid at Southern Oaks Apartments, I used to look out my back window, and there was a graveyard that was behind my back my my window, you know. It was about it was it was several feet away. It wasn't like it was right outside, but it was within viewing distance. And that turned out to be the cemetery of William P. Overton, which meant that the house that I lived in was actually on uh the site of the William P. Overton plantation. And William P. Overton and William Brown Miller plantations bordered each other. Mm-hmm. That's right. So it's like Oak Cliff history, and I didn't even know anything about it. And I just happened to uh, be part of it, uh, in the latter days of it, you know. Oak Cliff, Oak Cliff, Texas as well. Uh, uh, it's almost baseball time. Mm-hmm. Angelo, can you pull, pull up that, uh, pull up that uh, uh, baseball picture? And I just recently was at the uh, Texas Black Sports Hall of Fame where I was the uh, one of the masters of ceremonies for it, and I I believe that we should have uh, uh, put this guy in the Texas Black Sports Hall of Fame mm-hmm. uh, as soon as we put the clip up. But it's up. it's up. Okay, we got it. Tell us who that is. Dave Hoskins. I believe that was in the early fifties, and he played for the Dallas Eagles. And uh, funny side note is that. Uh, they let this is the ownership uh, i guess it was gardner at the time who owned the uh, white baseball team well they let the black baseball team play in the same stadium but yet they had segregated seating so they had a black baseball team mm-hmm. play at, in the same same stadium. stadium yes now before the eagles there was a, a a team called the Dallas Black Giants. Dallas Black Giants. And they were back in the 1915 era. And they played over close, and it may have been at Moore Park. Uh, they were not allowed to play at Gardner Park. But I believe the Eagles uh, did uh, play at, at Gardner Park. Now, where did the Eagles play? You said the Eagles played where? I believe they played at Gardner Park. Okay, now, they didn't play at Burnett Field? That's, that's Burnett Field. Oh, oh, Gardner's okay. uh, the first guy that owned that team, and then uh, it went through a number of owners, including Julius, Julius Sheps and Julius Sheps owned that. Mm-hmm. He did, and he's infamous for changing the name from whatever it was before to the Rebels. Wait, wait, hold on. Julius Sheps changed the name to the Rebels. He did, and and changed the stadium name to Rebel Stadium. Julius Sheps did that. It, maybe I've got the first name wrong. No, no. Is you, it the dairy guy? Yeah, that's yeah, him. That's, yeah, yeah. And then... Um, Gar- I mean, you know, I thought this guy was a progressive progressive Jewish guy. I don't know. Hmm. But the stadium burned down twice, and then Burnett bought it uh, after the first time, and then he eventually sold it uh, and somebody else uh, kind of a consortium of owners bought it and it didn't last much longer after that okay so julius sheps i'm i'm not i'm not hooked up on that but you know he sold his house to to uh, abner haynes family no i didn't 
And Abner Haynes sold it to Dr. Harry Robinson. So Dr. Harry Robinson lives in Abner Haynes' house that was Julie Shep's house as well. Oh, yeah, small world. Yeah. That, yeah. Abner Haynes. Now, if, if, if I'm calling that right, Dr. Robinson's going to tell me I'm wrong because <laughs> he listens to the show all the time as well. But if I if I got that right, that's right, you know. But yeah, that's, yeah. So okay, so Rebel, he changed the Rebel State. Wow, he did, he did. So what was the name of it first? It was Gardner Park or Gardner Stadium, and then it changed to Burnett Field when Mr. Burnett bought it. Hmm. And then he changed the name, I think, to the Eagles, and then it eventually got to be the Rangers. Dallas Rangers. Dallas Rangers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that's how we ended up stealing the name the Dallas Rangers when the Washington Senators came down. They said, we we need a hook. So we're just going to use the Rangers name because that's just the way it was. Right. Same way the Dallas Mavericks did about University of Texas. Arlington Arlington. Mavericks. Right. Same thing. Same well, thing. Not very, uh, well. No, not creative. Not creative <laughs> at all. <laughs> not creative at all. So, so uh, Haskins, his name Haskins, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the first person to integrate the Texas League in baseball. I think that's right. Yep, that was my research on yep. that. Yep, Texas League with baseball. Yeah. Put that one back up again for a second and just leave it up for a second again so they can see it again. So I, I uh, presented that with uh, the Abner Haynes story to uh, – uh, up, up north at Collin County College with uh, Dr. Michael Phillips. Uh, so I did the integration of Dallas sports, and that's what I talked about. I talked exactly about him. Mm-hmm. And that picture there, I don't have that one at all. I have a baseball card. Mm-hmm. But uh, you have any other pictures of the Dallas Eagles? I don't. Not. I'll ask my source. Uh, that gave you me have that. one now. I'm going to give you mine. Okay. That would be great. You can have mine. That'll be great. I, I, I'll, I'll send it to you. Here's a fun fact. Did what you, you know the Dallas Cowboys, their first year, they trained at Burnett Field? Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, Burnett Field, uh, let's, uh, I wish we had a picture of Burnett Field. Put the uh, camera back on us. But tell the folks where Burnett Field is at. It was on Colorado, and uh, I'm trying to think of the cross street. Um, it was right on the, the levee. And I actually went there as a kid. And uh, it was so close to the levee, and my memory may be a little bit fuzzy on this, but whenever there was a long home run, that ball would crawl up the levee. And so it, it was uh, made out of wood, uh, not a very fancy stadium, probably held about 20,000. Uh, but it was perfect because it had the Dallas skyline in the background. Uh, it was easy to get to on and off uh, the roads, so... Uh, it was a great stadium. All right, now, folks, you still don't figure out where it's at. He just told you. Oh, yeah. Colorado. So West of 35. Exactly. Okay. So when you're going down Colorado, you're going near Methodist Hospital, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's right there on the side where Methodist it's, Hospital is. It's on the same side as Methodist Hospital before you get there. It's maybe a, a mile before you get there. Where you just see this empty spot, mm-hmm. that, would be, that would be Burnett Field. That's where the Dallas Cowboys originally played at when uh, they uh, were battling that other premier Dallas football team known as the Dallas Texans, Mm -hmm. the Dallas Texans, which is now in Kansas City, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. Look at – look what Angelo done did. He found it. He found it. Look at that. He's really good. 
Yes, See, does. that's the reason why I wasn't mad at him because of last week. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo does good work. Angelo does great work. So that is Burnett Field right there. So you said that's Wooden Field, huh? So uh, uh, Haskins was a pitcher, if I'm not mistaken. And Gosh, he, uh, he later played for the Cleveland Indians. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, he had to live somewhere. He probably lived somewhere in 10th Street, somewhere, probably, because that's close to the stadium. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. And he came about five years after Jackie Robinson. Yep. Kind of broke the color barrier. Yep. And so it, he kind of paved the way for people like Hoskins. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he did. He paved the way, all right. And uh, research there, the, the uh, Eagles – uh, they still, up until the time of the 1960s, around about 1960, they only had one, two black uh, players. They just they they had them, but you know it wasn't. But then again, so did the Dallas Cowboys, mm -hmm. so did the Kansas City Chiefs, two or three. You know they you know there's a reason why they had had two or three. Uh, uh, normally they had four. It was like two, four, six. Because if you room with somebody, that's how it was. You room with somebody, they they allow people to do like we're doing right now, sit next to each other. Uh, you know, uh, they didn't do that, so that's what it is. What other uh, 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 goodies you, you got for us? What, you, what, what book you have? Okay, here's uh, the name of the book. This isn't going to be the final book cover, but it's called Oak Cliff and the Missing Pieces, and uh, as I was saying earlier, it's got over 400 photos, a lot uh, like the Dave Hoskins photo. We've got some great pictures. Uh, it's also got 500 sources, so it, it's been very difficult to cite all the places where I got my information. But it is in its completion stages, and I'm just now rounding up the last of the photos. We mentioned earlier which ones we need, and once we obtain those, then it goes to the publisher, and we're thinking about a, a fall uh, release date. Fall of this year? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, uh, do you need any from me? I, 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 I want to be in your book. I'm from Oak Cliff. Yeah, I would love to get a biography of you Oh, well. so that we could include that. Okay. And, um, you know, I don't have a forward written either. I was wondering if you oh, had man. that That's capability hard to, do. to do. Think about it. I'll think about it. Yeah. You can leave it to one or two paragraphs. <laughs> one or two paragraphs? Okay. This is the part where I'm supposed to go to the, to the audience there and say, do you want me to do it? Right. <laughs> That's what politicians do. I mean, have it made up in their mind that they're mm -hmm. going to run for something. They uh -huh. say, uh, I'll run if the people ask me to run. Uh -huh. I'll run if they ask me to run. Uh -huh. So on Facebook, vote. Yes. Yeah, vote yes. So, you know, I, I, I thank you. I, I accept, oh, I accept your nomination. All right. Deal. <laughs> I accept deal. your nomination. I do a forward <laughs> for you. Uh, I've done a couple of forwards for for folks, too, regarding uh, books in Oak Cliff as well. So we'll just add this to the list. In between uh, dissertations and mm -hmm. and, and uh, writing my, my book as well, which is on Oak Cliff, too. Come and think about it. Good. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Justice in, in Dallas, which obviously has a large part of Oak Cliff on it. Mm -hmm. what, what book do you have there? This uh, was one of the books I used for research. It's called African American Families and Settlements of Dallas. And granted, there's not a whole lot about Oak Cliff in here, but there is some. You got a lot of pictures in there. Got lots of pictures, but James Earl Clay is in here, which you know is is rare to see a photo of him. And some of the old uh, 
old style homes that were in Dallas at the time. It goes back and talks about family members, some of the original black settlers, uh, freedmen. And so uh, it's, it's a really good book, good resource. And that's by uh, Black Dallas Remembered. Yes. And just as this one is uh, Facing a Rising Sun, which is by Black Dallas Remembered as well. Mm -hmm. Where'd you get this book from? I got it on the internet. I was reading an article and it had a hyperlink to this particular book. And so I clicked on it and then ordered it. It's got a lot of the good family information and where people came from and where they settled, what they did for a living. Some uh, it's a great book, great book, and uh, we have a lot of missing history that is disappearing these days, and and it doesn't take that long. This is a great book. It doesn't take long. There you go. It doesn't take long for that history to disappear uh, because, well, in some cases, as it's happening in 10th Street, it's literally being burned down and, uh, as as we go to air sometimes, I'm not saying they're doing it now, but just uh, it, it's happening on a regular basis that, that is happening here. Uh, that, that's that's uh, outstanding. Uh, and you got, how long have you had that book? I've had it maybe two months. Two months. Mm -hmm. You just got that. You got mm -hmm. it on the internet? Mm -hmm. sure do they do. have any more? I'm sure they do, yes. Yeah, yes. send me that information on okay. that. I want to add that to that. Okay, we'll do. Yeah. We'll do. Yeah. And did you say I could borrow this? No, you can't <laughs> borrow it. <laughs> Not right now, you can't. I'll order it. You, you, no, I'll I, I order you one. I, right. I, I, I'm going to give you the Dallas Eagle deal right now. But, yeah, but it's, 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 but you take a look at that. But, uh, again, I want to stress, again, how we can help you and how the people out there can help you. What exactly do you need from the people? And if you can just pull up any of the uh, uh, the pictures you have, Angelo, you're going to be like the, the, the scribe of the pictures, you know, like, you, you, you know, on Facebook now uh, and, and, and cameras, people, they don't, they don't have pictures anymore. That's the problem now we're having now. Uh, Greg has called me up and, and said that, hey, you know, do you have any pictures? I don't have any pictures. All I have to do is send them a digital image. We just don't have real pictures. Mm -hmm. But you have a, a real picture of the Dallas Eagles coming up. Yes. So we, we got that. That you can have. You can have that. So uh, that that's surprising on that. Uh, how long have it has it taken for you to, to write this? I've been working on it about nine months. Uh, I'm a pretty quick writer. This is my fifth book. So what other books have you written? I have written three fiction and one uh, book of enlightenment, which is uh, a religious book called I'm a Nobody But Not to God. Uh, so I've been kind of all over the map. This is my first historical mm -hmm. book. Okay. Greg Hasty. So uh, all over the map. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, have you pulled that up yet? Have you pulled one up? What you got? Here's one of them. Okay, so what is this we're looking at now? Hey, that is an old inner urban uh, fueling or, or kind of maintenance barn. The inner urbans were basically uh, electric street cars that went long distances, like from Dallas to Waco or Dallas to Fort Worth. Um, and so uh, they were different than the city street cars. They were called the inner urban. That's my latest book that I just released. 
it's a fictional piece. I don't know if you want to see it. Or no, not. I do. I do want to see that. Uh, and we're off camera here. You, you guys are still looking at the inner urban. Go ahead and pull up another picture there, so we'll look at that one. And then we'll go at five fifteen. We'll go to uh, some music. Uh, do you have that? That that. Uh, other okay, great. Okay, we're we're looking at that. We want to we want to surprise Greg Hasty with the picture. <laughs> okay, so we have that. What do we have here? That is called a snag boat, and believe it or not, they were going to try to make the Trinity River navigable. And in order to do that, they had to clear the river of all the stumps and, and just trash and stuff to get out of there. So they sent these boats up and down the river, cleaning it out and moving over the, uh, moving off all of the wood and stuff that they found. But what they did find out was that the, the river was too unpredictable it could not be contained and they'd clean it up and two weeks later it'd be back like it was yeah sometimes it's a lot of water in it and sometimes it's not that is so true yep yep so true and and now that's why we're trying to make it now a, a, a lake we, we we're trying to make it like austin like town lake exactly that's what we're trying to do mm -hmm. and that's the reason why we changed industrial when I was a kid, I don't know about you. I went to Carter High School. I don't know about you, what you did when you get out of school at Carter High School. But we had this saying. You can put it back on me now. We, uh, what, what, there you go. That's an electric streetcar. Electric, okay. Probably from the 40s. From the 40s, okay. Yeah, you just hit it back on me whenever you want to, and then we'll get ready to go to this drop. Okay, so when I, I was a kid at Carter High School, like I said, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, you could drink at 18. Mm -hmm. Angelo, you, you don't know nothing about that. We could drink <laughs> at 18 years old. You know, you know something about it. It wasn't legal, though. <laughs> he said, Angelo he said, all about what do that. you know about drinking at 18? I was drinking at 18. I thought you were telling me something, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I remember that? Why is that? Because we had to be 21, and about the time we turned 21, they changed the law to be 18. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a, yeah, exactly. You know, it, I thought the state of Texas didn't want me to drink for the longest. They changed it. <laughs> I went to 18, and then it was like 19. Mm -hmm. Then they changed it. It was like 21, and then we had a saying called going across the bridge. Yeah which meant that if you was in Oak Cliff, in order for you to get something to drink, you had to go across the bridge. Mm -hmm. Angelo, you heard this story before? No, I have not. That's the story. So when you end up here, I'm looking off, offline because Angelo's over there. So anyway, so when you hear this song by the OJs, when they talk about going across the bridge, oh, ah, 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 that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm getting ready to go across the bridge. So that's what that was about. I'm going across the bridge. So a little bit of history here. Mm -hmm. Oak Cliff it was was known. Oak Cliff was 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 dry, and and the other portions of Dallas were wet. So in order for you to leave the dry part of town, you had to go across. And the greatest challenges of all time would be to get across the bridge by nine o'clock. <laughs> oh, you did it too, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, this is wild. See, you, you didn't know this interview was going to be like no, this. No, I did, didn't. No. Do you remember all the skid marks on the on the side of the freeway? People yeah. are rushing right, to Rushing, yeah, because it, it be, everybody knew. <laughs> it would be like, it, it was like, but every, it seemed like everybody picked 840 to go mm -hmm. across. Yeah. 840, 
to go across, and you at Halsey High School, <laughs> the Halsey Middle School, 840, you say, can I do it? Can I do it? It's like, oh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I can do it. So that's what you do. And, uh, hey, uh, I tell you a, a song I want to play because I'm talking about music. Uh, play the Johnny Taylor one. Let's go with that one. So we're living at Southern Oaks Apartments, and it's the early 70s. And uh, I, I knew Johnny Taylor from the time I was like eight years old. But, you know, he didn't pay me no attention because I was eight years old, right? So anyway, the apartment complex, uh, there was this uh, light-skinned brother named Jody. And him and Jody used to hang out all the time. And, and, and Jody loved women. And, and Johnny wasn't no slouch at it either. But uh, uh, Johnny said, I got this song I'm going to record about you, Jody. So uh, uh, I think you got it now. So let's play it. This song I remember from Southern Oaks Apartments. Johnny Taylor wrote it. Bad dude, he leave ashes in your ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been bad. When you go, you know, he's like, dang, you coming to you, to your house? Yeah, you smoking and everything? He's like, you come home like, I, I thought I cleaned the ashtrays out. <laughs> Jody didn't, he, ain't no sense in going home. Jody's got your girl and gone. You know, you know, we uh been talking about this uh, forward and everything. When you want this forward to be done? Man? Well, I'd like to turn it in a couple of weeks, so. You sound like Ronald Reagan when you said that. <laughs> did I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I said, when you want this for to be, well. Well. Uh, <laughs> I've been practicing that. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, okay. If I can that's do that. possible. I know you got yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. So, you know, hey, the uh, uh, the books that you have and everything, the pictures that you have, uh, you, you talked to me a couple of times about some of the pictures, but some of the pictures that, that 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 you mentioned, I haven't given to you yet. I still need to give to you. So. Yes, that's correct. 
Okay, let's go over those. We're doing this. We're, we're pretending to be like President Joseph Biden now. We're negotiating live on the air now. <laughs> Which ones are they? <laughs> let's see. Tony Batty. Okay. Uh, let's see. We can just call him up and ask him to give you one. Give That's right. Uh, let's see. Ellis Davis. Don't have that one. Lee Elder. No, nope, can't have, have that one. Uh, let's see. A.C. Law. Okay, may have that one. John Jefferson. Nope. Uh, Christy Gaines. Nope. You got a whole bunch of ones I don't have. Man. That's the reason why you don't have them. Michael Downs. Wayman Bryant. Michael Downs. We just have to call some people up. You guys, y'all know them, so call them up too. And can I say one thing? Yeah, is go ahead. That these pictures are easy to get on the internet, but you, you want them personally. Yes, when you publish them in a book, you have to have permission to use them. So that's why the internet makes it a little dicey. You can't really do it that way. So yes, uh, let's see who else do I have? Uh, you want Royce West? I see that over there. I've got Royce. You got that? Uh, Craig Watkins, I don't have yet. Michael Williams, I don't have yet. Uh, let's see. Dennis Rodman, Dave Stallworth, uh, Regina Taylor, and Richmond Webb. I think I might be getting that from the Dolphins. And Kevin Williams. Hmm. Okay. Now, I have them, but I'm in them. You don't want them with me in them. No. I, I can make it work. I can crop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of people do that. If they do that, you 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 look at your picture on Facebook. You go like, I was in that picture. I know I was. In I that know picture. I was in that picture. I know it. And then you see a little bit of your suit like that. You see like, an ear or something. It's like, wait, but that's my yeah. That's it. No, if they're a good picture, I'd leave you in. Yeah. Okay. It's a good picture. Okay. All right. Uh, what I also like about. Oak Cliff too is 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 the the rich vibrant culture that we had in Oak Cliff. Uh, it's just a lot of a lot of Oak Cliff stuff here. You know, uh, I recall one of my friends told me that Stevie Ray Vaughan had died, and and I remember going to school with Stevie Ray's uh, cousins uh, at Atwell, and he, he was just getting started. This was in the seventy seventy. 475, something like that. It was just getting started. And uh, Vaughn was, was was doing his deal. And he later became really famous and unfortunately died in a helicopter crash. You know? uh, and uh, yeah, the rest we know is history. But he left us some good music. And I have a story if you want to hear What you got? He, uh, he was a a year or two younger than I was, and I saw his brother Jimmy Vaughn. He played mm -hmm. at the sock hop that mm -hmm. I was at. And I sock hop? What, what is a sock hop? Sock hop. It's kind of like a dance. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> What's a sock hop? It's like a dance. Uh, it's like, yeah, I, yeah, remember, we do have some younger people here. They don't that's know what true. Sock, sock hop's is. where you wore your white socks and kind of rolled your pants up a little bit and, that was, and danced. Okay. But anyway, I saw Jimmy Vaughn there, and I was just floored how good he was and someone turned to me and says if you think he's good you should see his little brother his little brother is good that's bad when your little brother's good yes he's good but your little brother's better than you and, yes and there was a nightclub downtown called the cellar and you had to be 21 to get in and he played there when he was like 17 and i saw him at the cellar so oh wow and a lot of my personal friends grew up with jimmy and steven or steve and so 
uh, there's a lot of uh it was steven then wasn't he it was just steve just steve? steve yes no one called him stevie and stevie wonder gets yeah. the credit for why he changed his name really yes and stevie wonder was at the funeral true for uh stevie ray vaughn mm -hmm. and sung at the funeral yes he did. and also sung graveside too if i'm not mistaken you're right uh, and he's buried at Laurelland funeral home yeah. and i've got a wonderful picture of Stevie singing with Jackson Brown and Bonnie Raitt at his funeral. So I've got a, a photo Where'd of Where'd you that. get that picture from? I bought it at a garage sale. You you buying stuff at a garage sale? Mm -hmm. I did. You're doing stuff like me. <laughs> you got off of eBay and everything. Right. Yeah. Anywhere you can get it. Anywhere where you can get it. All right. So what, you have it? Let's, let's play some. Angelo, I know you love blues. So it's your time. Let's let's play some blues, man.
right, you're listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan of Oak Cliff, Texas, and we are listening to the best of Oak Cliff music, and you're listening again to Stevie Ray Vaughan, Voodoo Child, and in the background, what you're looking at is uh, some pictures from the upcoming book. What is the upcoming book title, Greg? It's called Oak Cliff and the Missing Pieces. There's another picture of it. Do I have it right set up? Here we go. Yep. And we're good. And we got Greg Hasty on. Greg Hasty here. He is the man that's doing all the good when it comes to documenting Oak Cliff, Texas. And uh, he's been working on this uh, project now for how long? About nine months. Nine months. And he's been writing, 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 writing vigorously, uh, uh, dedicated to his craft. So I appreciate him having uh, having him on the show. This is one of the commission. Uh, book club series in which we've uh, interviewed people from all over the world, all over the world, and that is, that's not just an idle boast. We've uh, have you from Oakland, uh, but we also have uh, interviewed Harrison Mooney from uh, uh, interviewed him from the west coast of Canada, so British Columbia, Vancouver, British Columbia, and we've also interviewed people from uh, Munich, Germany as well. So. That's that's how people are listening and looking at this show. But we want people in Oak Cliff, Texas, uh, uh, and I say Oak Cliff, Texas, because it is a city by itself. It is. So if you're from Oak Cliff, you know uh, you know about that. Grew up in Oak Cliff. Uh, Oak Cliff, that's my hood, and uh, myself and Greg, we uh, we go back. We're both Carter boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he graduated in 1970. I graduated in 1980. If you missed out earlier before. On IG, where you can catch the uh, little bit of the promos on IG. I was teasing them. I said we both look alike. <laughs> we are both uh, uh, older citizens. I didn't say we were old. That's right. Yeah, I said older more citizens, mature. more mature citizens. <laughs> we both wearing suits and everything on a day which is eighty degrees, and we both graduated from Carter High School. You know, I said we could sing Ebony and Ivory, but we have nothing but love. For Oak Cliff in our heart, uh, we uh, where you got you got your you got your cup there. They say on both sides. Oak Cliff Oak raised. Cliff, Oak Cliff raised. Where'd you get that from? I think the uh, Bishop Arts District. That area has really grown up. Huh? It really has. It really has. Yeah. Maybe too fast. Yeah, it, it, it it's going to lose its, its its Oak Cliff charm. It, it, that's that's what I'm afraid of. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas Theater in Oak Cliff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How many times have you been to Texas Theater in Oak Cliff? Gosh, as a kid, probably 50 times. 50 times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on the 23rd because they, speaking of Steve Ray Vaughn, they've got a special on he and uh, Jimmy Vaughn on the 23rd. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. On the 23rd. Jimmy will be there live. On the 23rd, that's, uh, that's on what, a Thursday? Thursday, I yeah. think, yeah. Yeah, because on the 26th, I, I, I'm going to send you the deal for El Bethel. You've been, you been to El Bethel? I've never been inside. I've so been to the front. You've been no. to the front. Mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce you to the new okay. pastor. Oh, good. So you'll be able to get a picture of him? Sure. Will that work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he'll be happy to be in a book already. He, he ain't even been pastor not even a day yet. Yeah, he's in a book. He's going to owe me. He's, he's going to owe you yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't often people say, Pastor, you owe me. <laughs> but, you know, hey, uh, Slavosky Wright, yeah, so uh, so that's his name. So, uh, uh, 
Greater El Bethel, uh, March 26th, that's when his installation. Uh, that's my birthday. It, that's your birthday? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you won't be there because it's your birthday. I'll have to work work some magic. Anyway, you know, well, we'll get you a picture or something for right. sure, though. But happy birthday to you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Happy birthday. Carter High School. That's right. And you say you could smell all that stuff that was in there. <laughs> yes. That's that's wild. Texas Theater, did you sit in the seat that Oswald was sitting in? No, I sat all around, of course, but uh, that was one of the only theaters that had air conditioning. And they had a, a what they call a Hammond organ. That was a big deal at the time, to have an organ inside the theater. They could play during okay, intermission. I, okay. So, That's right near the back. Uh, where was it at? I don't even remember. I don't remember. I've been there several times. I was there with with the family of Santos Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I was there with with them, and then the uh, ESPN Thirty for Thirty series on Carter High School. They it debuted there. I was there for it. So, yeah, a lot of those people that probably in there in in, in the book that, that you have, they uh, they probably. Uh, were there that night. Ira Terrell, I believe, was there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, then you also have some other interesting pictures. you got the polar bear picture. Yes, I've got a section on restaurants, old restaurants, uh, old uh, cemeteries, parks, uh, just about everything you could ever want to know about Oak Cliff. Now, the polar bear restaurant, I like, I, I, I just, not restaurant, well, ice cream parlor. I, I used to like looking at that, you know, going there because I that just it was just cool to mm-hmm. me, right by Lake Cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had that cool design. Yeah, it, it did. It looked cold. Just yeah, it did look it. cold. <laughs> yeah, it looked cold. You know, yeah. and then you know it wasn't. But it's yeah. like it's just, you know, Windjammer Restaurant. You have that one on there? I don't. Uh-uh. You remember Windjammer Restaurant? I don't. Next to El Phoenix. Right there, on the same spot when you go going to the, to the old Methodist Hospital where El Phoenix was on, at? On Davis, yeah. No, uh-uh. I mean, this is on Colorado. Colorado? I'll, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, Windjammer Restaurant. Windjammer. I'm going to take another Wind Windjammer Restaurant. Yeah, it was a good one. Now, uh, Charboiler Restaurant. Mm-hmm. You, the one with the cows in front of yes, it? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. They still, they're still open. It's still a good thing. Yes. Yeah. And there's a story about that, that uh, the city... Uh, tried to take that steer down off the top of the roof because it was not uh, fitting into the code, Dallas City building code. Mm-hmm. And so a petition by all of the residents in the area forced the city of Dallas to let them keep the steer on top of the building. Wow. That is the only thing to stop that? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. That's, that's, that's like a landmark. Mm-hmm. That's what the people felt. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've I've go there from time to time. Still to this very day, I go uh, Normas. You got Normas in there. Got Normas, sure do. And Jenny's Bishop Grill. Remember that? Yeah. All the good ones, La Calle Dose and El Ranchito, yes, yes, and Austin's yes, Barbecue. Yes. Yeah, I, I went there with uh, Domingo Garcia. Oh Domingo yeah, Garcia. He's in the book. He's in the book. He's in the book. He's in the book. As his Elba. Is it? Now I I uh first time I met Domingo Garcia, I was eighteen years old at Bishop College. It was open at that time. And he was fresh out of law school. I said, Where'd you go to law school at? He said, Texas Southern. I said, What? Texas Southern. 
I said, wow. I'm 18 years old. You go like, what are you going to Texas Southern for? Ain't that a black school? He said, yeah. I didn't know he went <laughs> to Texas Southern. I just didn't remember that, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that's, that's a good thing now, man. A, a, a lot of Oak Cliff history in that, you know. Uh, we got to do something about 10th Street, man. We really do. Yes, about we About 10th Street. Uh, Harold Budd uh, Elementary is over mm-hmm. there, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, N.W. Harley. N.W. Harley, yeah. Yeah, we got to do something about that. We there was a Catholic school over there, but it was told, tor- torn down. It was right on Corinth and, gosh, I think it was Moore maybe. But it was torn down about... 15, 20 years ago, Catholic school. I don't know the name of that one. Donald Payton went there. Donald Payton went there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I called Donald Payton up and asked him then. Yeah. He, but Donald, Donald Payton, do uh, you have him in it? I don't have him as a highlighted person, no. Okay. Okay. Again, I am very mesmerized by what you have uh, done, and uh, you know that's 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 good. You, uh, Liz Michael, we had talked about mm-hmm. Carter's. This is Carter High School. Thing. Mm-hmm. Liz, you got a Liz Michael picture? I don't have her. Well, I got that from your Facebook page, so yes, I do have her. But I'm in it. Mm, now no. you gonna get cut out. <laughs> <laughs> And let, let me say that wasn't the best picture of her. So yeah. if I so, can find a different one, no. So it's the it's, I'm gonna get cut out. It'd be like <laughs> you know, be like uh, South Dallas Magazine. They do that to me all the time. We go like, man. I say call James Thomas up. I say, man, I thought I was in your magazine. You are. You are. I said I'm cut out again, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We get you one on that one. All yeah. right, uh, Liz Michael. Let me write that one down as well. That's funny. That's funny. What about the uh, one with Regina Thomas? Taylor? Taylor. Taylor? I don't have one of Regina. Regina Taylor, I'm sorry. No. I don't have her. Okay. She was in Carter High. The TV show. The Carter High TV show? Mm -hmm. I think so. I didn't see that one. I missed out that. If I've I've got my people right. I don't remember no Carter High TV show. Yeah, there was, uh, what's it called? Um, oh, you're talking about Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. Friday Night Lights, yes. That, that's not the Carter High, That's dude. not the Carter. No, yeah. that's not, yeah. no, it's, that's not totally Not to be different. confused. No, not, you know, because next thing you know, I would be having you confused with Frank Hasty. <laughs> yeah, we look so much alike. <laughs> okay, let's bring, Angelo, do you have a Frank Hasty video? Let's look, <laughs> let's see if they look alike. Now, Frank Hasty's going to really love this because now he gets free publicity right yes, here. he does. He's going to love this. Okay. <laughs> so he, he, next thing he's going to say, when are you going to have me on your show, man? When you have me on your show, man? <laughs> school fun to your holiday weekend? Well, we have the perfect band for you. Frank Hasty and Demerge Band has two shows left this weekend at the Balcony Club, and they are ready to jam for you this morning.
it. Okay. You know, hey, thank you, Angelo, for finding all of these deals, man. You've been helping us out quite a bit with all of the uh, – you've been helping us out with all of the the audio. I mean, it's great, man. Right on time, man. Right on time. And what else is uh, we're almost out of time. It's coming up on the time that we have to leave. Uh, But I would like to, again, uh, uh, thank Greg Hasty. you know, uh, I, 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 you and Frank Hasty have a remarkable, <laughs> remarkable similarities. We do. We yeah. do. <laughs> We're going to have to have that discussion yeah. somewhere down the line. Yes, we. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, we put you all side to side. It just can't tell you apart. So and I, and I we went to the same high school. school. I think you're taller than he is. Oh, am yeah. I taller? Yeah, I think okay. you're taller than he okay. is. Yeah. I mean, that was a guy at my country club named Ed Gray. And first time I met Ed Gray, I said, I said, how you doing? I'm Ed Gray. And he said, no, you're not. And I said, yes, I am. I'm Ed Gray. You're not. <laughs> now, Ed Gray looked a lot like you. Uh-huh. And he thought I was just messing with him. Right. And I said, look, man, I ain't got time to sit here and give you my ID, but I am Ed Gray. So that became the joke <laughs> at this country club that you couldn't tell us apart. Except one uh, uh, golf left-handed. Oh, so that was the only <laughs> difference. You could have been twins. <laughs> that was the deal. <laughs> so for 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 twenty years, I was a member of that country club, and was like, hey, you know, you know. So anytime I met somebody, say, uh, you know, I'm Ed Gray. Said, oh, you Ed Gray? I said, yeah. The other Ed Gray's left-handed, and they go like that was, and then they, and they, they knew it was a white guy, right. so they go like they just bust out laughing because they it's just the obvious thing, but it's like that's not it, but you're not not doing it. So like when we were kids, we used to watch uh, uh what's the show Bewitch, and there were two twins, uh-huh. and it's like everybody else couldn't tell who the twin was, and everybody go like, yes, you can. <laughs> Totally different. Totally different. Well, I have like, to work that with Frank. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So we get you together. You know, uh, I, I tell you what. You know, uh, uh, I enjoyed uh, hanging out with you today. This has been quite enjoyable. Thank you for the Very gifts and everything. Thank you as well. A lot of fun. And I will return the gifts and give you a Dallas Eagles. And another time, I, I'm gonna look for another one so I can just give you this one. No, so no, but I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna find okay, another good. one on this one. Uh, so that as well, um, I, I do appreciate what you're doing. We need more scholarship to talk about uh, Oak Cliff. That's our hood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, we have to, as we stated before, we have to uh, uh, leave something for this other generation to read about and know about. And I know I'm doing my part. I know you're doing your part. Yes. So, again, look at the folks at home and tell them what you need specifically. Hey, We want history, any kind of black history, the 10th Street, Bottoms, West Dallas. Uh, love to hear it. And you can get in touch with me through Ed. Photographs are probably the main thing we need right now because there's very few of those that we've been able to find. Uh, they have to be personal photos because uh, stuff off the Internet's just not usable without consent. All right. So we like to uh, also thank you for listening in uh, uh, to the Commission Radio Show. Uh, we got a couple more minutes here, Angelo. So 
what we can go ahead and do is play a couple of our Howard Scott drops. Uh, and then uh, I think we played all of our local music this time, didn't we? We did. You, you, do you have some Zamil? Zamil is from Oak Cliff. We'll play him. He played for uh, Roosevelt High School, Southern Methodist University, where he played with uh, Eric Dickerson. And uh, uh, also he's a renowned jazz performer and poet as well from Oak Cliff, Texas. So uh, thank you for tuning in to the Commish Radio Show. Uh, loved by many, hated by few, respected by all, second to none. I'm going to say it again. Loved by many, hated by few, respected by all, second to none. So that being said, we're uh, almost out of time, and we will see you guys back next week. Who was that masked man? You mean you don't know? That was no masked man. That was the commish. Saturdays from 5 to 6 p.m. on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Hey, how you doing? This is Ed Gray of the Commission Radio Show. Stay tuned and tune in and be up to speed on everything in social justice, human rights, and politics on the Commission Radio Show, airing every Saturday, 5 p.m. on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hi, this is Howard Scott from The Howard Scott Show. Coming to you from beautiful Arlington, Texas on Fishbowl Radio. You can catch me every Wednesday from 6 to 7. And we play all this war music. And you get to hear some of the songs that I wrote when I was in the band War. How I created the songs, the stories behind it. And we start off with the blues. You have a good time talking to me. So tune in every Wednesday from 6 to 7 and catch The Howard Scott Show. We're having a whole lot of fun on Fishbowl Radio. Jump in.